Sells two hunting dogs and some parts to a Mustang GT. Gifo, you got Jeff first 12 days to Christmas. I know that, I got it covered. Look over in the corner. That's yours too? Yeah, 12 pack of Bud, 11 wrestling tickets, 10 of Copenhagen, 9 years probation, 8 table dancers, 7 packs of Red Man, 6 cans of Spam. My tires, three shotgun shells, two hunting dogs, and some parts to a Mustang, to a Mustang GT. Is the best. That is Jeff Foxworthy. The Redneck 12 Days Christmas version. Yeah, 12 pack of Bud, 11 wrestling tickets, 10 of Copenhagen. This guy doesn't get old. Yes! Table dancers, seven packs of Red Man, six pants. Jeff Foxworthy! Oh, yuck. I just want, can we make the whole show this song? No. Come on now. No. All right, fine, we won't do it. And some parts to a Mustang GT. Oh, Jeff Foxworthy. Well, it, this is going to be a week for intimacy. Four shows, all under the banner of intimacy intelligence. Whoa, yeah, being smart cool in your relationship. Yeah, all right. And, and here's today's show. Do you really have to be totally honest with your spouse? Whoa. Yeah. We have some we're gonna, yeah, different we're in some different spectrums when it comes to self. I'm like a this, liar right? and you're a truth teller. <laughs> That's our different spectrum. Hey everybody, you're listening to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael Smalley. And I'm Amy Smalley. And we are married. Oh Still, my gosh, yes, almost 24 years. We should be more celebratory every day that we make it again. We should, we should. Because it's pretty impressive. <laughs> Although we're hitting our stride. We are. Because of you, podcast listeners, and you, Facebook live watchers. And the grace of God, yes. Oh yeah, no, God's way more important. <laughs> I take it all back. I don't care about any of those people watching or uh, listening. That's right. No. So, Okay. So we're going to deal with honesty, and are there things we should be honest about, and frankly, are there things we shouldn't be? Yeah. And, and I'm very excited about this show. I you think it's going to be good. Heated it. We did. Heated, well, I mean, up. we were kind of yeah. So we're like, wait, save it for the show. Okay, here's the distraction of the day. So every episode, we I have a little fun with Amy, <laughs> and you have to wait the entire show yeah. to find out. You this, know. Yeah. So here it is. The following. Three things are possible reasons why a Nebraska principal is now on administrative leave. So a Nebraska principal, mm -hmm. a female, mm -hmm. is on currently administrative leave. It's one of these three things. Can you guess which one? First one, she's on administrative leave because she banned candy. Number two, she was caught eating cockroaches. Blah. Blah. Number three... She hosted a kager for 10th grade class during <sighs> school hours. Oh, you know what a kager is? I Yeah, I think I do. It's where the little young yeah. kids get together and drink too much. Yeah, well, and they drink from a keg. That's do you think you know which one? I, there's only one that I feel like is in in any way appropriate or not, or like doable. I mean, because like the eating cockroaches is disgusting. Disgusting! Can't imagine that. The ban in candy is what I'm going with. I'm, I'm going to say for? that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for that one. Well, everybody, at the end of this episode, you will find out which is true. Okay. Mm, I'm very excited about it. And here's the honoring news of the day. I didn't let you see it because I know you're going to cry. 
Are you ready? Yeah. Mom stops to help big, hairy, tatted up biker and uses her last bit of change. What? Yeah. A mother of three, and this is from sunnyskies.com, a mother of three didn't hesitate to stop and help a, quote, big, hairy, tatted up biker who was stranded on the side of the road. Whoa. It was really, with really With her three cold. children. No, she only had her daughter with her at the time. Oh, yeah. So wearing dark clothes on a freezing night, Grant Heidi was hardly banking on someone seeing him and his stalled out motorcycle on the side of the road. To his surprise, a mother with her four-year-old daughter okay. stopped to check on him. And and here's what Heidi, and this is this is the guy, and here's a picture of him. That guy. Oh, yeah. See, he's and that's a, the mom. He's, a, yeah. And so she was with this girl. Oh, wow. So, yeah. He's, so he's, he's got you know, a long big beard, beard, beard goes down. beanie cap. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh -huh. a tough guy. This is what he wrote on Facebook. Okay. This is this guy. Okay. I was on my way home from work tonight around 730 when my motorcycle ran out of gas. Stupid me, I know. My bike stalled out on Columbus near 4th Street, and I was forced to have to pull over, not sure which road I even pulled down. A wonderful young woman, I believe she said her name was Tina, pulled over to, to make sure I was okay. I explained what had happened, and she offered to go grab me some gas as she had a gas can on her. Oh, that's nice. Before, so she was still in the safety of oh, her yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't actually get out she of her like, car. She wasn't like, hey, potentially murderous looking Yeah, dude. okay, good. Okay, good, so Heidi. So before I could say no, she rushed off and spent the last of her change Aww. to make sure I could get home to my family. Yeah. My goggles were frozen, and so were my hands and beard. I was in a pitiful state with no cash to offer repayment. If anyone knows this woman, if she's told anyone about stopping and helping a stranded biker, Please let me know who she is. Aww. I have a Target gift card for Aww. her. Now, wait, it gets even better. She didn't have to stop. Few people would. A big, this is his line. A big, hairy, tatted up <laughs> biker on the side of the road gets more dirty looks than smiles. Aww. Help me find her. Thank you. His post eventually reads the Good Samaritan, Tina Smithy Ortiz. Aww. Oh, and listen to this one. She goes, if I was broken down, I just hoped someone would care enough to stop and ask if everything was okay. The funny thing is, I never have cash on me. I had just gone <laughs> to the laundromat, so I drew out 20 bucks, and I got 15 in gas, and had $5 to dry her clothes. Aww. Is that not precious? Oh, he goes, she tried to downplay it all, but I mean, it was a big deal to me. Nobody would have stopped, I told her. I look like a serial killer, he joked. <laughs> Nobody's going to stop and ask me if I need any help. When I go into a grocery store, security follows me around. <laughs> and she stopped. Aw, that is Way so... Way to go. Aw, that, that is, is the awesome. honoring news of the day. Thank you, Tina Smithy-Ortiz. And thank you, big, hairy, tatted, weirdo-looking guy. That is awesome. For having the heart. There you go. To want to find her. That is so sweet. And honor her for honoring you. That is awesome. Isn't that awesome? Yes. I, I cried earlier this morning when I read that. I don't know why now. I mean, it's a great story. <laughs> it is a great story. But I felt like I overplayed that for you. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if you know, if you if you ever want to bring me or Amy in to do a comedy of love event, Amy, what website do they go to? They go to smalleyinstitute.com yep. slash comedy. You're reading the whole thing. Dash of dash love. Comedy of love. 
You didn't Small even get it right. I did. No, you meant you went slash. You missed the P. The, oh, you just have yeah. to say Smalley Institute. Just Smalley Institute and then go look for it. Yeah. yeah. It'll say host event. Also, we have the Transform Your Marriage in 31 Days for only $31. We took the guesswork out of what can help and created for you an experience where we drip our most important education, devotions, and date night inspiration to you each week. It is not overwhelming. It is encouraging. It's fun. It's $31. Buy it. Buy it. No, I'm telling you, you'll really enjoy it. Video and all sorts of good stuff. So, uh, as always, leave a review. That's right. Like Jenny Ram has. What? Yeah, she has. She has and she she's did. on right now. And so is Neil Dabrowski. Woohoo. And so, if you have a question. Oh, yeah. Our question. hotline is 903-392-0975. You can leave us a voicemail. We answer your questions every Friday, and if we forget on Friday, we'll do it on Saturday, <laughs> like we did this last week. So, oh. now to the show. Okay. And I'm, I'm still excited about the distraction of the day. You're going to go crazy. But I found a term that fit me, sadly. Well, it's fit you. Yeah. I've never heard this term before. It's deceptive affection. Deceptive affection. Yeah. Okay, Seth Johnson, I know you're going to know what deceptive affection means. What? That's crazy. He's why? on right now. Because he's on. I know, he's but on why the... would Seth know about that? Because he knows about all kinds of cool stuff. You made that very uncomfortable how you worded it. You made it sound like Seth is like some kind of a liar, deceptive guy. What? Yeah, no, you I'm did. Just and he's no, totally he not. He no, also he has your problem of he truth. He said, no, I forgot to hit. You forgot to hit, hit record. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that was not very funny. <laughs> you totally, my hands are now sweaty. But this is a podcast primarily. So we don't want our podcast listeners going, what is going on? What are they talking about? So deceptive affection is really when I don't, tell you the whole truth because I, in my head, I'm thinking, well, I just don't want to hurt her. Mm -hmm. Deceptive affection. You don't it, have that problem. Well, I shouldn't. Okay. I have a hard time sh knowing when to use discernment because yeah. in, in scripture it talks about how we're supposed to be wise and discerning. And so sometimes discerning means that we do hold back maybe telling or sharing every thought or every word that comes out and it comes into our head. Yeah. Well, and that's the title, right? Should we lie to our spouse? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, yeah, there are times. However. Yeah. You've even told me, Amy, it's okay for you to not I tell me everything. <laughs> you don't seem to take that to heart yet. <laughs> I do. But I, mean I, I, I'm getting better at that. All right. So, okay. Deceptive affection. Why do people do that? Well, obviously, honesty is the best policy. So I know in the title, like, is it okay to lie? Honesty is always a good thing. And there was a big researcher, um, Floyd, in 2006, he kind of came up with this idea of effective exchange theory, like A-effective with an A, mm -hmm. effective exchange theory, A-E-T, as support, being honest should benefit your relationship. But it can also be risky when it comes to things, especially around sexual intimacy. Mm. And this week is about intimacy intelligence. Okay. And so, so what research has found is there are definitely benefits to being honest. It improves your overall relationship. 
But today is not about that. Today is about going, well, when should you and when should you not, right? So deceptive affection is not a good thing, right? That's when I'm like, you know, a lot of times why I'm dishonest is I have calculated, I've negative believed you or somebody, mm-hmm. and I have said the price is going to be too high for honesty. So I'd rather just hope they never find out because she's going to explode or they're going to, feelings are going to get hurt or I mean, it's really about an unhealthy coping strategy. Yeah. From a negative belief. Yeah. And for me, I always think my sins are going to find me out. So I might as well tell them now so I can know what the consequences are going to be on the front end and not be surprised by them. I want to kick that can (laughs) as long as I can down the road. Not me. I want to make it up front. That way, you know, I know what's what's going on, especially if it has to do with my, you know, me. I definitely am. No, I know. Very forthcoming. Yes. And so much too much. Sometimes. And it and it and that vulnerability can yeah, it can definitely come come back and bite you. Now sometimes you're deceptively affectionate because you do feel genuine compassion about the other person and you're not wanting to hurt them. Yeah. So you, you know, again, it's not like you're trying to be evil, right? Right. I mean, I you do something. And you're worried or you have this genuine compassion that, man, if they knew this. And I think sometimes that one comes up um, maybe about stuff before marriage. Yeah. So I was I was raped or I was molested or, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, real childhood wounds. We can feel like, man, I, I don't. I don't want to share that because it's going to mess with my spouse now or or now they're going to hate this person or there's vendetta or you know whatever. Oh no, you got to tell that kind of stuff though. Yeah, well, those we're are major go there. wounds. We're no, those go are there. major wounds. You got to tell you got to yeah. We have you got to go there. That we have to be honest about that we'll get to. Yeah, and that's definitely And that will be one of them. That's one of them. You got to you, you got to But argue sometimes about it. but sometimes like okay, is that we were going through this show if I would have been able to say, I need to genuinely show you compassion and I don't want to hurt you. There was a little, small, little detail that happened on our honeymoon. As we were landing. As we were landing, that if I would have known this rule, I probably would have been able to show some discretion, some discernment. And, and not told you the total and complete yeah. truth. Well, because here's the deal. Or tried to slip in the truth. How about that? Because yeah. truly, this is what it was. I tried to wait, slip wait, wait, in wait, the wait, truth. Wait, 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 not yet. Okay. I'm teaching you the art okay. of storytelling. <laughs> Live on camera. <laughs> Don't wants, tell the punchline, Amy. Don't tell it too much. You're going you give too away, fast. You give away all the good yeah. stuff. So here's a quote from our one of our favorite doctor's last names, Randy Gunta. Gunta. Yeah. Yes. After many years of self-examination, she's been a psychologist for over 40 years, I must respond that the answer, so should we lie to our spouse? Yes. I must respond that the answer is a carefully qualified, not always, or I'm sorry, she was saying, should we be honest Mm -hmm. all the time? And she's saying, not always. Exempting. And everyone better pay attention because the narcissist who is listening to this show and is going to try to justify some real evil crud 
That's right. No. No. Exempting ever using intentional dishonesty to intentionally cheat or betray yeah, the other. Yeah, cheater to... Per, but yeah. There is a gray area in every intimate relationship where total honesty and diplomacy conflict or overlap. So here's the deal. What I like, and I'm okay with this and you're not, I'm just going to make that statement. What? That I like the gray. Oh, yeah, no, I'm I don't like the gray. good with the gray. No, I don't like the gray. But I'm not a gray. I, even though I'm wearing gray, I'm not... No, I don't like the gray. Gray is a reality, though, isn't it? It's not always... <sighs> Right, because right, because or, we need to be if we're to be able to be gentle and patient and forgiving and not harsh and self-controlled, you know, yeah. all those things have to do with what comes out of our mouth and, and when, when it when it comes out and how it comes out and all that stuff. And as we become more and more of a Christ follower, then we're going to be more and more able to distinguish between what is just our natural bent or maybe our hiding or a coping mechanism or our strategy of, oh, well, this is a legalistic thing and we have to do this now and we have to expose everything. So going back to our story, yeah, it's our honeymoon. Yes. I'm 21. You're 22. We are thrilled. We're so excited. I'm beyond excited yep. and you're excited. Yeah. But you had a little secret. Not yet. But I you didn't had a even secret. know I had a secret at first. Well, no. It was an unintentional yes, secret. Yes, very unintentional. Yeah. But that's what we're going to talk about because it kind of comes down to secret versus private thoughts. I would argue you kind of had more of a private thought. Yeah. Because. I did. Yeah, because. So we're landing in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And my main requirement for our honeymoon, because you had been engaged before. Yep. And you'd dated that dude for however long. Long time. A long, long time. time. We got married two weeks after you were supposed to marry that guy. Yep. So, so little insecurity. Yeah. And I said, hey. And it, I had vacation with his family You had before. with him and his family. And so I said, hey, I just don't want to go anywhere the two of you had been before, like these mm -hmm. Southern Caribbean thing. So I showed you a list of the islands. The islands we're going to. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, San Juan, Puerto Rico, our port of destination, was not on it. No. I didn't talk the about the port that of one. departure. wasn't no. on there. The islands were. You told me All about the, the islands. islands, and we were clear. So I booked it. Yep. And then, unfortunately, you learned much later. We're too late. We couldn't have changed that where we started the cruise. You had done before. I had been before. Yep. Here's my my point is how did I react? Very poorly. Yeah, I did. Because I was young, immature, <laughs> insecure, and young. And so, and, and I'll give you credit because you tried to be honest, which is not, you know, but evil. But I, I think that had I known that that private thought of, for me, it was I don't want to be disingenuous and I don't want to lie to my husband. That was my my thing. But the hard part about that is, and this I've admit, admitted this before, so I might as well admit it now, um, is I thought that I could say it and it would relieve my consciousness, but it wouldn't really impact you, and it would but like go over your head, you and it wouldn't be a big deal. Underestimated that. I know. 
And so I thought that I will do this to relieve my conscience and let, so I will feel like I'm living in truth and you won't get it and it won't be a big deal. And then we'll just be able to go oh, about on it. our merry way. I got it. It wasn't, Cause I'm going through the, pretty. I'm going through the guidebook of what yeah. you can do in San Juan. I'm like, oh, this would be fun. And oh, this would, and then you said that was fun. Yeah. And I knew because your family never traveled. They still don't travel. <laughs> and so I went, I mean, it was like instant. Yeah. You knew instantly. Yeah. I yeah, probably should have held that. I was like, oh, this did not go over your head. You totally got it. Go, it did landed. You, did you come here with him? Him? You were like, and then your first answer, then you choose the lie. Now like, I know that no, I'm like, uh-uh. No, uh-uh. And I went, what do you mean? No. Okay. <laughs> That's not accurate. <laughs> Now you choose to lie. Because I, now I hurt you. And but now I the, knew it. I didn't feel safe. That was another one of the things. We got to feel to have a safe environment yeah. to share openly. So now the environment of safety of sharing the, and honesty is so not there. So let's address the gray. Okay. That's gray. That was now, one of the gray. Obviously, it was. You could have said something immediately, right? A couple weeks before, whenever you found yes. out. You could have. You know, is it the worst crime to bring it up? Even how you did it, probably not the smartest. But no, not it's the not smartest. The, it's not a big not. crime. <laughs> Obviously, it goes wrong. But I'm arguing that's one of those gray things that because it's not. Again, it was a mistake. I, I frankly, we could look at me and go, "Hey, how about next time you give her the actual list of all the places you'll go on, and you could have avoided this." So I think it's a gray thing, and I'm still going to argue that you could have kept that to yourself mm-hmm. because you didn't do it. Like, you answered truthfully. Mm-hmm. And then when you found out, and we're going to lose all this money, right, because I probably mm-hmm. would have wanted to cancel it, not me. My parents graciously paid for our honeymoon. But it, it became an issue. Yes. And that's why I think the in dealing with being honest with your spouse, there are going to be times of gray areas that it might not it, okay so let's go into it it's like it's also oh does this make me look fat i mean we've heard that right. you know does this uh, which is the, gray though because which is you gray. might look very fat i don't think that's the honoring thing to say i that, really don't yeah honey you look fat you well, got like 20 pounds or there's so. some people that would not be able to say oh it makes you look amazing but you might be able to say you know what look being you know, I'm still considered overweight, which irritates me. No, you're life. not. Oh, yeah. Oh. Totally am. That's, tr- that's crazy. But being a former morbidly obese person, I can tell you people who struggle with weight. Okay. okay that don't ask that question because you know what? You know what you look like. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is me. Like, I did I ever ask that? Does this make me look fat? Yeah. No. No, you would because say, I was do I look okay? You, do you say, I do go, I look okay? But or? not fat. No, you don't. You we, can say, that hey, was a how does this look? we just didn't use in well, our yeah, family. Yeah, it was a lot of, sh- well, but for me, there was so much shame around it. But it's just it. not a good word anymore. No, it's but. not a good word. And that's my point, people. Don't go to your spouse and go, do I look fat? Because that's, it's a dishonoring question. You're forcing your spouse, like, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. You can go, hey, does this look nice on me? Or hey, how does this outfit look? That's a great question. But what if you, I what if say, I really don't like the outfit on you? Okay, that's fine. You can say, hey, I don't, I don't think that's the best outfit for you. I think you might be better in this one or that one. That's fine. But why would you ask your spouse a question 
that is in and of itself dishonoring. And frankly, it's out of insecurity that you're saying it anyways, because you you feel fat. Yeah. That's why we're saying, am I fat? (laughs) And so (laughs) it's like, don't go there. Ask a a better question. What about, do you like my haircut? They can't change your haircut. I mean, what I'm saying is, is there, we're talking about things that we're, it's okay to not tell exactly what's on your mind. Like, yeah. oh, that there looks is, there like, are great you know. Okay, like here's a big one I wanted to bring up. Okay. Just because we get married yes. doesn't mean we die emotionally or sexually toward other people. Like, I'm, we're throwing this out there. What? Because, pe- look, first of all, you know, <laughs> like everybody calm down, right? You, you are still... From time to time, you're going to run into somebody or meet somebody or remember somebody that you have attraction feelings towards. Mm -hmm. It's sexual in nature Mm -hmm. or just like kind of when you were a single person and Mm -hmm. you were attracted to someone like, wow, I kind of like that person. That doesn't die just because you get married. And I think spouses get so insecure that, you you know, I just realized, nah, I won't even say that. It, it would have been it would have been honoring. Is that your phone? Oh my! Yes, I don't it, know is. Who it is. So, I guess what I'm trying to say, and people could be getting very upset, but is it, it it is naive and unreasonable to think now that I'm married, my spouse will never have eyes for someone else. That is going to happen. Well, they might be tempted to have, but there's a difference between you know taking our thoughts captive and being able to say. I am a human being, and sometimes I'm going to respond the way that sometimes my even my I don't know sin nature is going to. I'm going to be attracted to somebody else, but where do I go with that? Where do my thoughts go? How how are they led? Am I able to take those thought captive and say no? I only have eyes for Michael. I only have eyes for. Well, but you know, this Amy. is the point of. But the- I don't have to explain. Expose those feelings and say, well, oh, I, by the way, P.S., by the way, I had to take my thoughts captive today because blah, 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 blah. That's what we're talking about. The gray area. This is a gray area. I should not be coming home and going, hey, hon, I just want you to know that I met this woman today at the mall and I was really kind of attracted to her. Like I felt temptation there for a second. Well, first- That's not that. There, why would I do that? That's a private thought. Now, if I, if it turns into something that is becoming dangerous, mm-hmm. that is going well, to well, let's just hurt say it keeps person. happening, keeps happening. Then you need another, you need another man to talk to to First, say, dude, yeah. look, something's going on with me. I'm having these lustful thoughts, and I need to really get you need you to hold me accountable. And you know, well, what did you do? Did you walk the other way? Did you what did you you know? Yeah, because so the point is the gray areas are things like a dream that you have, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when we first got married, Mm -hmm. right? You might have an inappropriate dream about your former fiance. That would be a normal thing that's going to happen. I don't need to know about it. No. Right? I don't have to know about that kind of stuff. No. Um, We don't have to say everything, but here's where I want to help distinguish something here. Okay. Is where did I put it here? Ah, this is from Gunther again. This is really big. So I, Pay attention, people. Private thoughts are normal for everyone, but they have the potential to become a danger to a relationship when their presence is negatively affecting the other 
or when you are in danger of acting on them yes. without your partner's knowing. Privacy then becomes secrecy. Secret behavior is anything you hide from your partner that you are going to act on that could cause him or her distress. Any action that would threaten the relationship should be open to a vote from the other partner before it is taken. That's why you were you would have been okay on our honeymoon to mm -hmm. just hold that one. <laughs> no, I mean I'm not like mocking you. I'm not trying to shame. I'm just saying like that's why mm -hmm. you weren't doing anything to hurt me right. with it. All that was doing, and that you kind of said it. You're like I just wanted to feel better about myself. Right. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's man. Not, those are not that's the not things. a good reason to to yeah. That's a private thought, mm -hmm. but as Gunther. As she explains, the moment, though, that thing starts to become a threat mm -hmm. and starts to negatively impact your relationship, now it's kind of, it's absolutely transitioning from a private thought to a secret thought. And secret thoughts, no bueno. Mm -hmm. Those aren't good. So what are the things that you have to share? Well, and, and some of these are even for people that are just in a relationship and not married yet. Mm-hmm. And they need to hear this kind of stuff, too. But, it, you know, if you are in danger of developing a hereditary disease mm. or you have a genetic thing. Yeah. And maybe you're married and you're going to have to have that conversation mm -hmm. because if that's going to impact your children, potentially. Yeah. You need then, to know what that is. Yeah. yeah. So that's something. It, obviously, if you have an STD and that's before you're married or if you've had an affair, and unfortunately, gotten that, an STI. Yes, you actually. need to be able to. Yes, you need to be able to disclose to. that so because that the other that's person harming the other yeah. person. And and it's and it and it hinders your healing too. Oh yeah, imagine that. Up. Yeah, that's actually happened. If before. you're deeply in debt, yes. Right? That's again pre-marriage. You should be totally open about that. And by the way, or you're hiding your. Spending. You better be asking each other. Or if you're married and hiding your spending. Or you have a secret account, yes. You know, whatever. Those are things you got to be honest about. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, if you have a criminal record, even if it's been expunged, that's something you're going to need to share with. You this need person. to be able to talk that one through. And, and yes. by the way, if you're married with these kinds of secrets, I'm telling you, it's probably why your relationship isn't doing as good as it could be. Right, because you, there is a barrier when when there's not that open openness and honesty, and you think, oh, I'm protecting this person from you know whatever. And I I wanted to say this. This is what Michael and I were getting into, um, kind of before. But I do think you need to talk about not in depth, not to a nth degree, but you do need to talk about your sexual history. You do need to be able to explain it and express it in a way. That is a overarching, you know, view, but not get into some nitty gritty kind of stuff. And I would say that the same thing for an affair as well. Yeah, you need to be you honest to be about an affair. Now, where you and I sometimes begin to differ a little is, well, I'm not even sure if we do. But when it comes to an affair, they need to know you had an affair. Yes, that, they need important. to know. But. They don't need to know everything because what your spouse is going to say, I need to know. Now they want all the details. I want to know how many times. I want to know where. I want to know, you know, obviously. What who, and how. 
Who is a good, is a good, you know, who was the person? Yes. Um, You know, how long, when did it end? That would be, you know, or, or is, is it, it over? ending? I, I is it over? Yeah. Those are going to be those are going to be the hu- the big big things that yeah. you need to be able to. But as far as positions or whatever, no, you don't need to. And I just no, and, you don't now, need I to will know say, that. Full disclosure: there are very smart people that would disagree with us or really? disagree with me on it. However, my experience with clients when it comes to an affair, for every question they get answered. 4,000 new questions come up. And then you start getting stuck down the rabbit hole of, now, wait a minute. You said it was four months ago, and now you're saying three? You're a liar. And it's like, whoa, we're going to mess up details. We're going to, you know, I mean, they now obviously it could be intentionally lying. But many times what what I've at least experienced with clients is, yeah, they got the detail right. I literally was telling my daughter something where I was like, remember like three years ago? She goes, three years ago? Dad, that was four months ago. And I went, no. I go, that was like three years ago. And she was like, Dad, that was four months. I mean, I literally had a memory that I was convinced happened years earlier. Or remember the one client that you had that felt the need to tell his wife that, oh, yeah, P.S., last year at this time, on your birthday, guess what? I went and went. Yeah, That's like not, no, no, no. She didn't need to know that. So now every time on her birthday or your, I mean, think it through. I think that that was probably for, for some of this stuff, if you just like, Think it through, buddy. Like, well, do you really want to damage that her birthday with the knowledge that five years ago, four years ago, you know, it, for every year of her birthday, she Satan's going to want to stick that in her head. Well, and by the way, that, that will happen, and Satan doesn't even have to be involved. Wouldn't you compare that to our honeymoon thing? Like there, what was I gonna do? Yeah, I know. With that knowledge, I know we were there. So I understand, right? But no, I just I want everyone to hear this. We're landing. It's happening. Mm I am having the time of my life. Why did I have to know that? Now maybe I don't know. Six months down the road, or what? Maybe, but like for me again, it's irrelevant. It really you didn't lie, right? Now, I know people, I can hear it right now, and maybe the comments are popping up on the Facebook live screen. I I know we can justify lying to our spouse just like this, right? Well, they don't need to know. Why would I want to hurt them, right? No, no. Because because if not not knowing will hurt them more. Yeah. I think that's probably not, if not knowing would hurt them more, and you need to be able to give... That's why having the conversations like this. Like the guy saying, yeah, I had sex on your birthday. It's like, now, again, she what's hard? Knew. She already knew he had he had the affair. He already knew yeah. that he had been deceptive. He did not need to know the nitty-gritty of the date and time and all that stuff. You don't need to know that. Okay, so let's wrap this puppy up. Okay. Because Kira Newman wrote an article that was actually on my friend, Corey Allen's site, sexymarriage.net. Little shout out for Corey. He's a big time podcaster, Sexy Marriage Radio. But uh, Kira gives, I think she gave six, but I whittled it down to four. But because, okay, when you need to be honest, yeah, there's four things that are important to keep in mind in order to set your spouse up mm-hmm. to experience whatever this news is in the best possible way. Four things. Number one, pick the right time. Don't do it in an angry moment. 
or and, impulsive or impulsive when you're landing. For me. Impulsive was me. Right. Yeah. Explain number two. Explain your motivation. So you have to know it first. So you have well, to look within yourself. Why? Say why yes. am I doing this? And then and then explain that to well, your spouse. Then though you need to choose your language. And okay. I, people don't do this enough. Like you said, think it through. <laughs> but seriously, before you have this conversation about something that you need to reveal, right? That probably means it's negative. Mm-hmm. Think about the words you're going to say. Right. Be gentle. And, yeah. Be gentle. Yes. And then keep the conversation focused on solutions, not problems. Oh, that's so and good. I, have, I say that to you oh, a lot. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. Don't just be able to just vomit something up and then just say, oh, I feel so better. Yeah, so much or better. Or just stay on the no. negative and keep complaining about whatever this new truth is. Let's now we're committed. We're going to figure this thing out. We are for each other. We're right. not against. So if you present a problem, if you're talking about something, you better think through a solution on what you could do. What? And now for the distraction of the day. Okay, I've already told you. Here I've it already comes. said Hold it. Hold on. Oh. Your choices. Why did this principal get put on administrative leave? Did she ban candy? At the school? I hope so. <laughs> Was she caught eating cockroaches? I really hope not. Or did she host a kegger party I for 10th grade I can only hope upon so hope that it wasn't that. the most is that she banned candy. Yes. If she banned candy, that'd be so much lighter and at least on a healthy end. So you really don't want it to be number two? That's eating disgusting. Cockroaches? She was eating cockroaches? No. Principal bans candy canes. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Why? Because she says the J shape stands for Jesus. Which, you know, she it does. banned candy, candy canes. canes. So, an elementary school principal, this is coming from Q95 Rocks. Huh, that's funny. It's a radio station. An elementary school principal in Nebraska was placed elementary on Elementary school? Yeah. Seriously? I know. Really? Candy yeah. canes? Placed on leave after telling teachers to avoid decorating their classrooms with. Christmas-themed ornaments so as not to offend those who don't celebrate the holiday. So she can't, so she banned, like, all decorations. Well, anything that's kind of Christian-oriented, in essence, which is funny because it's not overly tolerant. No, it's not very right? tolerant. No, it's I mean, not. it's like, come, you know what? Mm. It's a candy cane. Can't we dishonor people? That's, well, now, it, 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 I know. I'm telling you. Yes. I want to, obviously, I want to honor Christians. Not obvious. Why would I even say it that way? I want to honor Christians. I want to honor Muslim. I want to honor Hindu. I want to honor the atheist. I want to honor the agnostic. I want to honor everybody. Love and everybody. S- well, yeah, and I don't, and I'm not like pitching a universalist. No, theory. no, we I, we believe in truth, but Jesus. You, yes, yeah, I've shared this before, but when I got to meet the head Muslim guy of a big city in Uganda, mm-hmm. and when he said, "You and I must hate each other," mm-hmm. and my response was, "Hey, here's the good news." I follow Jesus, and actually Jesus demands Mm -hmm. that especially I have to love you because Mm -hmm. we're different. Yeah. Because you don't believe in the same way I do, I need to, in response, love you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm talking about. Like, right. I'm okay. And we with don't it. have to agree with everybody, but yeah. we can love them. Yeah, because here's my point with her: teachers were reportedly told that generic winter-themed items such as sledding and scarves and the frozen character Olaf oh, were acceptable. Oh, great! No, but that's my point. So now, do I have the right to go up to this principal and go, 
Olaf offends me. Yeah. He reminds me of an uncle <laughs> that hurt my feelings deeply. So now I got to get rid of Olaf? Mm-hmm. Look, man, look, if you're intentionally out there trying to destroy someone or uh, criticize a religion or what, yeah, don't. That's ugly. But come on. Mm-hmm. This is all getting ridiculous. All right. Candy canes are now banned, but guess what? She's totally going to get fired, potentially. Because she did the kegger? No. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. I was like, what? No. They put her on because she was crazy. Yeah, Look, uh, that's, okay. a, that's a big reach right yeah. there. That's really, that's sad. Yeah, and the school board is, I think, agreeing with us, like, okay, everybody calm down. Yeah, exactly. See, it wasn't that bad of a distraction. No, actually, so I I get that one that I was actually right. You were. And, and I guess maybe in hindsight, maybe her eating cockroaches might not have been so Oh, that was another that, story that was I almost gross. went with. That's why that I got, came gross. up with the idea. Oh, They're that's... eating all sorts of cockroaches uh, in another country I'm not going to I was aching to be somewhere near your voice was all I heard I was shaking from a storm in me Haunted by the specters that we had to see Yeah, I wanted 